0: just hit play on Put Down Your Chainsaw, the podcast where we discuss important novelty music, albums, and singles, and make up facts about them. Some facts are kinda true, but most of them are for entertainment purposes only. If you're curious about the actual facts of the subjects we cover, please independently verify them, and do not rely upon us as a source of factual authority. If you've not heard the recordings we're talking about today, please pause and make yourself familiar because we'll only be playing the shortest of clips for demonstrative purposes. That's the number one rule. No dying. No
1: dying while recording the podcast. My dad in high school told me the only rule in high school for me was don't kill anybody and don't create anybody. And I didn't do either.
0: All right, let's talk about The Bad Touch. I am Justin Bojangles.
1: I am Jacob Bojangles Jr., The Bad Touch by The Bloodhound Gang. Yes. This song is not good. But it's not a
0: terrible one. There's a lot of things to love about this song. There's plenty of things to hate, but... We don't got time for hate. So let's talk about some of the good things. There's nothing that anyone in the world likes more than a Roland synthesizer preset. And we got these in spades. We got some Yamaha DX7 presets and general production uh, inspiration from the Swedish House Mafia.
1: Sounds like someone just hit a button on their Casio and then made a song to it. That became quite
0: a terrible trend in commercials after that. Before the Bad Touch, there was pretty great psych folk that had some preset exploration. <laughs>
1: Um, Within your reach by the replacements.
0: Also, as far back as Sly Stone and J.J. Kale, they Uh, both use the Rhythm Ace, which mm -hmm. is that maestro drum machine.
1: J.J. Kale, famous for his brand of kale.
0: J.J.'s Kale, from Southern California. And
1: Mm -hmm. that would be a post-musical career endeavor, like so many celebrities do. They get into the food business. After they die. This episode of the podcast brought to you by J.J.'s Kale. Whose slogan is, wish I had not said that baby.
0: Production-wise, that's the thing I found interesting about the song. There's some inspired moments. There's some silliness by a little bit of a deep-cut production thing, or not so deep-cut. I love the fake horns in this track.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that is what gives the song some longevity, too. It's not so much the raps or even the droning chorus. It's the horn line. It's catchy as hell, dude. And this song reached number 52 on the Hot 100 and number 6 on the Modern Rock tracks, which, honestly, not as high as I thought it was, but it stuck around. For a long time
0: That's a testament to the glue that the course has And that's definitely a testament to Hook
1: Speaking of glue The single cover features two zebras doing it Zebras are related to horses Which they get turned into glue This episode right. of the podcast brought to you by glue
0: Elmer's Glue The only one you've heard of But the one that's not as good as some of the others
1: There are some uh, generic
0: brands But Elmer's at least has brand recognition. Speaking of recognition, this became a very recognized hit in its time. That's pretty impressive for a song that's pretty novel, but not hardcore novel. So it's a little bit in that liminal space.
1: It's them trying to be funny.
0: That's a problem with it. They play fast and loose with references and aesthetic.
1: Throw everything at the wall and see what sticks.
0: What's the bad touch? Where's the bad touch? What does that
1: mean? I don't know. Genius.com has no idea. They don't say the bad touch in the song anywhere. We
0: know what the bad touch is. The bad touch is a reference to molestation, basically. You know, when you're telling your child if you ever experience a bad touch, report it. And that's not really funny. It's funny when you're like... Stupid.
1: Did you know they're banned from Russia? Because singer Jimmy Pop at a concert in Russia took out the Russian flag and then put it down his pants. They're all pee pee poo poo. Pee pee poo poo and boobies, the song was track 10 on the album Hooray for Boobies, which somehow (laughs) went platinum. It debuted on the Billboard 200 at number 19, and then four weeks later, it peaked at number 14 and sold 85,000 copies in one week, which is insane. One, right. that they sold that I many copies, and also that people were buying music back then.
0: But that wasn't that long ago.
1: No, this came out in 99. You want to guess how old I was? Take a guess. Weren't you like five? I was four. I actually hadn't turned four yet when this song was released. Jesus was, How old were you? I was...
0: 71.
1: Right there with you. But like
0: now, I looked great.
1: You really haven't aged. It seems like you hit 71 very quickly and now you're just sort of aging it. I just into kind of it. stayed
0: there. There's some preservative powers of the bad touch. If I make sure that I wake up every morning and I dance to the bad touch in my backyard I'm in various states of undress, then I will loosen myself up. It really gets the endocrine system operating yeah, optimally. Yeah, yeah. That is another good thing we could say about it. It's preserved my longevity. It basically down.
1: functions as a auditory fountain of youth
0: as a terabolic steroid if you Mm -hmm. will Mm -hmm. I
1: masturbate to it in the shower every morning Mm -hmm. and I look and feel 22 years old
0: at the heart of the song the name is fucking bullshit and there's some you know cleverness in the production so I'm thinking okay well, maybe they're doing like a devolution thing because it's like hooray for boobies" and like infantilization. Then they just make the bad touch. Yeah, no, they and, are. And it's like, no, you're just an infant. In that way, at least it's genuine, but it's not smart. Yeah. Oh, these are idiots, and now they sold a million records. If you ever make art, it's hard not to have an incredible amount of bile for that type of shit.
1: Art is subjective to a point, but there's objectively bad art.
0: It's one thing about being young, and then it's another thing about just being immature.
1: I want you smothered, want you covered like my Waffle House hash browns. Great right. line from the song. Because who among us hasn't smothered and covered their Waffle House hash browns? Uh, there's a Coca-Cola stock reference, uh, if That's that was ever relevant. Bad idea. Me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. Now I'm confused by that line because Prince was a lot of things, but none of his music was sexy.
0: Yeah, no, he was a devout Seventh Day Adventist, and he was always a clean guy and had more of a positive message, and tried to stray away from sexual themes. Right, it's, it's not fair. He had a lot of hits for like children. It was uh, intentional, and so you want to kind of honor that.
1: A lot of uh, references like getting your homework done drinking water, you know, stay right. hydrated. That's what purple rain is about. Is if you, if you don't like water, get some food coloring, make it exciting. Make right. water fun. That was Prince's whole motif.
0: Make water fun, just generally embrace crafts and decorative hobby work.
1: That's a very confusing line in the context of this song. You and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. Like, oh, okay, you drink water together.
0: They intertwine discovering sex and metaphors at the same time. Sex is clearly a very new thing to them. They are trying to figure out a way to describe it. They're vacillating between metaphor and simile because they're not clear what any of those words mean.
1: Like in my generation, when a buddy gets laid, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a group text, like, Hey guys, guess what just happened? That's basically the song.
0: And then you guys spend a bunch of time trying to figure out what the word for it is.
1: Oh, 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 that's I so I think exciting. I did a blow job. She <laughs> you put I do your it? hands down her pants, and I bet she felt nuts.
0: And now, if you put your hands down your pants and you feel nuts, it means your dick's small, right? Is that what they're saying?
1: I think you can put the dick aside and just feel the nuts. But that's not part of the process. I'm assuming it's the first thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Right. Unless not, they're not following linear time. Put your
1: hands up my pants and I bet you yeah. feel nuts. Would make a little more sense. Is it a command
0: or is it describing a situation that happened? That's the thing. Is it, if it's a command, it's like, go down my pants, but nope, don't touch the dick. Right, put the right. dick right aside and just go straight for the nuts.
1: I don't know if kids did this when you were in high school, but uh, it was a thing called Yahtzee where you make the jerk-off motion, like you're shaking, oh, die, shaking the Yahtzee And thing. then, boom, like you ejaculating his Yahtzee. When I first saw that, I did not get it. Because you know Yahtzee, you play with two die, and you roll the die, and you let go of the die. Yeah, I, thought, I know how to play Yahtzee. I thought that they were shaking the testicles <laughs> and just letting the sack go. I, it took me a long time to realize that the motion was actually... Because it makes more sense. I think it's closer illusion to be handling two testicles to two die I
0: think you learned a lot more about Yahtzee than you bargained for. We used to have a thing where we would yell Yahtzee and we'd make our hand go like that. That meant another person had to go Oscar, Oscar, Oscar.
1: <laughs> My friends and I also had weird board game things that we used to do with each other, like Operation, where we would just get at him with a scalpel and take out a kidney for fun.
0: And then go eh, eh, every time you would hit the body, every yeah. time you hit
1: an artery. Eh. Get me now.
0: Get me now. Get me now. Get now. Get now. Get now.
1: You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel.
0: The chorus is droney, but they do a pretty good job with the harmonies. There's a nice little counterpoint. Can't sing it, but uh, right now I can't remember it. (laughs) Right, it's got fills. It's a well-arranged chorus.
1: You know, the Discovery Channel shows animals doing it.
0: It's just a sort of lazy metaphor. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad.
1: Well, just like the infantile line that starts verse two, love. The kind you clean up with a mop and bucket. No, I thought that was evocative.
0: I thought that's a good metaphor. Mm. to a cross-physical...
1: I don't think it's a metaphor, it's just a fact.
0: Yeah, it's not a metaphor, you're right. It is good exposition.
1: I don't know the sex you're having, but every time I have it, it is a multi-stage cleanup.
0: Oh yeah, no, definitely.
1: It goes on for days.
0: I mean, and that's with taking precautions beforehand.
1: Mop and bucket, sometimes it's bleach. You just can't
0: find a tarp thick enough. At least not at Home Depot.
1: And then there's just a bunch of like NASA Mashed together Like the lost catacombs of Egypt Only God knows where we stuck it Hieroglyphics Let me be Pacific I want to be down in your south seas So in two different lines He says Egypt And then he says hieroglyphics Because they're sort of related
0: That's where they really let me down Because that's yeah. going into a good place It's like oh they're potheads they're talking about ridiculous, weird shit, yeah. and they're stoned, but then they go back to pee-pee-poo-poo. And I'm like, come on, man, stay in the Egyptian catacomb.
1: Definitely That's more cool.
0: interesting. It's Indiana Jones, sex with a mummy.
1: And then he goes to the ocean for a while. Motion of your ocean, which makes sense, but small craft advisory. Catch That's size. the laziest rhyme. Yeah. So if I capsize I on like your thighs high tide, B5, you sunk my battleship. And then I'm Mr. Coffee with an automatic drip. What does that even mean?
0: Is he saying he just has a very rigid squirting pattern when he comes? dip, 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 like that perfectly.
1: Show me yours, I'll show you mine. Tool time. Home improvement reference. You'll love it just yeah, then like meant- Lyle. You'll oh, love you'll love it L-O-V-E-T-T, like L O V E T T. Love that just like Lyle.
0: <sighs> Wait, am I totally wrong that there's no character in? Tool there's time no tool to time Lyle? character. I thought that's so.
1: Tool time is just. Uh, I know
0: what tool time. It's it's yeah. from that stupid fucking Tim Allen a tool show. Tool
1: is also a reference to male genitalia. Is what? Jesus yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But what's so the line? When it-
1: you show someone, there is no line. He just says tool time because it's time to show her his tool.
0: Yeah, it's it's really. Yeah, You know what? They should do an internship with Luther Campbell. They should go down to Florida, meet with Luther Campbell, help him clean up around the studio, help him run his football charity, and have him, you know, mentor them because they're just all over the place. One of the things that 2 Live Crew was really great about, Luther Campbell was really good about, was just kind of keeping it to the subject. Mm -hmm. uh, Just good structure.
1: And maybe we'll get to a Bloodhound Gang album, I don't know, but most of their stuff is this scattershot. They don't narrow the focus And this is the one that was the hit, too. I mean, they had a couple minor hits off of this album. Uh, Some of you might remember The Ballad of Chasey Lane. I'm not one of
0: those people that remembers The Battle of Chasey Lane. He writes
1: a letter to porn star Chasey Lane, uh, requesting that she let him eat her ass. God. Yeah, I mean, there's a song on this album called The Lap Dance Is So Much Better When The Stripper Is Crying.
0: That's whack. No, nope. They gotta be assholes to sex workers, too.
1: Yep. Well, everyone's
0: assholes to sex workers. What am I talking about? People treat them like shit.
1: I, I do like the bass lead in this song.
0: That is inspired. It's really weird. It's like, sounds like they plug the bass straight into the mixing console, (laughs) put no effect, no compression, nothing on it. It's just like, I'm just going to play this bass line. It's a little too low in the mix. It's the artsiest part.
1: The mix is very. Very simple too, like the yeah. the double track vocals, like Cisco, I, Ebert, when the other guy comes in and they don't do anything. The only trick, and I don't even think it it's not a trick, but the only <laughs> f- fancy is when the horns pan from left to right. It's not the kind of song that requires any sort of, it'd be a hit without panning from the left ear to the right ear. I'm always a fan of unnecessary panning though,
0: gimmick that keeps giving. It does
1: also sound like early Pro Tools recording. It, it, Sounds like shit. His vocals are too low in the mix, especially in the verses, too. Right. Like,
0: Or maybe even an ADAT. I don't even know what they recorded on, but it's just kind of got that. We haven't figured out how to make digital work. I
1: wanted, sound. I mean, we don't really need to get into the video. I've we never seen the video. Drive home the Touch. shittiness of this band. Wikipedia's entry on the Bad Touch says that there's a scene in the video featuring a pair of gay men in sailor suits who share french fries and are subsequently beaten by the band members wielding baguettes. And it was cut after it initially premiered because Glad complained about the scene to MTV. And MTV reviewed the video and suggested to Geffen Records that the scene be cut. On the scene, lead singer Jimmy Pop commented, I would give any gay man two tickets to the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical of his choice if he could describe exactly who's going to become violent based on that scene.
0: Well, that clears that up. Well well handled. You're a meteor mastermind, Jimmy Pop.
1: So many things wrong with that. First of all, Andrew Lloyd Webber does not make musicals, so...
0: Yeah, he is just an art collector.
1: He's way off on that one, and I think it's good that that scene got cut, because the music video, that's not good anyway. I won't get into it, but they're monkeys, and they throw feces at people and stuff like that. So you pee-pee know, and poo-poo, like you said. It seems like the only
0: people around them that understand sticking to a concept are the people who do the artwork and the videos for them, because yeah. the cover is like making this whole animal thing, and then the person that they hired to add the sample at the beginning of the song and. The person who wrote the chorus for them, I guess, I don't know. They're dropping the ball on this animal thing. They got the whole Discovery Channel thing, they got the zebras fucking. Even on the Boobies album cover, they have like udders.
1: It's a problem with a lot of bands is where they end up producing themselves as they get older and know how to produce themselves. There's no outside third party in the studio being like, oh, that line sucks, or oh, this song's trash. This album was produced by Jimmy Pop and a guy named Richard Gavalis, who produced three Bloodhound Gang albums, and also Corey Feldman's album, Former Child Actor. Corey Feldman's third album. There's nobody in the studio that is there to like rein the Bloodhound Gang in. And in fact, Hooray for Boobies, the album with the bad touch on it, is 60 minutes long.
0: Is that long?
1: That's nice. a long-ass time. Would you listen to 60 minutes of The Bloodhound Gang?
0: Yeah, that's got to be edited down.
1: There's a track called The Ten Coolest Things About New Jersey, and it's ten seconds of silence.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Haha. Jersey is a, a bad state. They're right. really uh, high concept.
1: I mean, do we have anything good to uh, maybe to say about these say pricks? about...
0: Now that there's a whole uh, homophobic thing now, like my last nerve, the last... Tiny little bit of sympathy that that weird bass part at the beginning of the song built up in me is totally gone.
1: For a long, long time, it was just hip to be like aggressively heterosexual, you know? No, I saw Super Troopers 2. I was like, oh, this script was written in 2005. There's so much navel-gazing, and there's no, like, acknowledgement to anything that's happened in the last
0: decade. The last hundred years, really. Yeah,
1: I think when they finally got enough money to make the movie, I think they did a pass to add a couple, like, Apple jokes and iPhone jokes, and then. And that's how I feel about the Bloodhound Gang.
0: They are neither a gang, they do not foster a sense of unity, they are not hounds, they are not aggressive culture seekers and sniffers, they do not seem to share any blood, they're not related, and they don't get under your skin, and there is no bad touch in the song. So they are just absolutely shells of human beings. Yep. Making music completely devoid of feeling or soul or purpose. Whop,
1: whop whop
0: whop whop however it helped me to appreciate uh, monkeys who throw feces at you i guess that's not so bad that's a little better and lemme appreciate the, the finer things
1: Yo, Fred Durst here. If you like this podcast, you're a certain type of person. And I bet you know someone else who will like this podcast for the exact same reasons you do. They're going to be so happy if you tell them about it. Plus, then you can discuss it together. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Put Chainsaw, Instagram at Put Down Your, or on Facebook at Put Down Your Chainsaw Pod. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps them prioritize us. And I'm all about that digital nookie. Down Your Chainsaw was produced and
0: edited by Jacob Godby and Justin Asher. Recording, mixing, and music was by Justin Asher for mnemonic recordings. Also, thank you to Genius.com and Wikipedia for your brevity, which ensured we would spend as little time as possible researching this unpleasant song. We can't say thank you enough to the Bloodhound Gang as well. Your example leaves us certain that our current discourse that calls toxic masculinity and privilege to task is a necessary endeavor. Finally, special thanks to you, the listener, who's returned to us after spending two weeks in the troves of passion for your winter deity. We'll see you next
1: week. (laughs) Mnemonic Recording